All right, what's going on? This is the OKC82 Podcast. Chisholm Holland on a Monday. Usually, I'm with Brady Trantham, who's also uh, covering the Thunder here for the franchise. And he is on vacation for Memorial Day weekend. So, shout out to Brady. Hope he's enjoying Florida. So, we had a fill-in. Oh, yeah. Chase Dewey, one of my good friends, who is a uh, avid Thunder fan. I thought he'd be a good little spice of life to the podcast today. So, Chase, I appreciate you hanging out with me for at least a half hour. Oh, yeah. Next man up. Let's do this thing. Next man up. Uh, Chase... Thunder fans did not exist 15 years ago. No. Were you following the NBA prior to the Thunder getting here, or was that something that you you got once you uh, once the Thunder arrived? No, I followed. Um, I've always loved the NBA. Really liked college football uh, growing up, but I was an Indiana Pacers fan. Uh, being born in Indiana, my okay. dad was raised and also born in Indiana, so uh, I got family that go to Pacers games all the time up in Indianapolis. So they're probably not going to listen to this, so I'm not going to shout them out. But, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, I, I love the, the Pacers. Uh, I was telling you about my top five players, Reggie Miller, the man. So uh love Reggie Miller. 90s Pacers were amazing. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Long-winded answer there. <laughs> no, you're fine. Very cool. So obviously now, though, you are a Thunder fan. And I like having Thunder fans talk about the Thunder every so often. <laughs> because sometimes as someone who doesn't actually cheer for this team, I get put in this little bubble. <laughs> and I only talk about other people who don't cheer for the team. And I kind of lose sight of everything. So 2018, 2019, first-round exit, the same number of total wins on the year. If you add the postseason and the regular season together. Paul George gets first team All NBA, first team defense. He's an MVP candidate. He's an MVP finalist. Found that out a few days ago. What's your thoughts on the season as a whole? What do you think is the Thunder fan this year? Oh my gosh, it was the most typical Thunder season of all time. Uh, as a Thunder fan, ever since we lost in the NBA Finals in 2012, I have not really expected much. That's not true. I expected a lot for about three years, and then it never came to fruition. So I don't expect a lot. I actually, it was way too good of a scenario. Uh, with Nurkic going out, um, with the Thunder being 4-0 in the regular season against Portland, I said that we were going to lose to Portland, call me a bad fan. Uh, but, yeah, it, typical, typical Thunder season. Typical season. Very disappointing, but I can't rag on him too much with Paul George having basically two torn rotator cuffs and Russell getting surgery. It was just, it sucked. We get unlucky, but it's all right. So surgeries were validation? Made you feel better? Made you feel worse? Because I know some people who said the surgery thing makes them feel worse not because they're mad about the surgery, but because it's, again, an injury. And injuries seem to always plague the plague thunder. The th- they do. So and Some people made it happy because then there's a little bit more reasoning of the, the game against Portland. You said confirmation. Uh I, the play ever since uh, Paul George called himself Playoff P, and then yeah, met Playoff P yet was uh, just absolutely. I mean, Joe Ingles pay was in his head the whole series last year. Yes, um, so that was a really rough start to Playoff P. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of Playoff P this year, but he had more of an excuse. It was just confirmation, man. I to be honest, we would have got to the second round or if we would have got to the West Conference Finals it probably would have come out the same way okay. uh, as Portland so I we weren't going to win the championship this year I think if we're healthy for next year I'll go all in and say I think we have a chance next year uh, I think there's going to be a lot of shake up in the NBA over this off season so yeah next year's our year yeah um, 
I know in January, people's expectations for this team skyrocketed to an all-time high. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they played unbelievable, but it really got a lot of people excited about this team. Uh, not in January, because you and I had a lot of conversations in January. I know where your expectations were in January. <laughs> At the start of the year, yeah. before the first game, when the Russell Westbrook injury comes out, you know that he's going to miss time. You're not sure how much, because you know he missed the first handful of games this yeah. past season. God, I forgot about that. All that gets announced right before the season starts. Where is your head at? Where were your expectations? And let's compare that to where they ended up. Um, so I set a pretty low bar. <laughs> Just uh, hedging on emotional um, investment there. So uh, anything would have gone up. I Expectations were probably just about where I had them. Like, I thought we'd at least make it to the second round. So a little disappointing, but yeah. I mean, you have a really, really, really bad start, and then we look like the best team in the NBA. And I don't know what it is about the All-Star break. But the last two years, we've just vanished after the All-Star break. So that's frustrating. Expectations were about the same. I mean... And then obviously they exploded in January when they couldn't miss a shot. It, again, I, we went, I thought we were the best team in the NBA. Probably that stretch you were. I thought we were. And so that's, that's the, the love-hate relationship. It, I got very, very excited at that point. And I could have been talked into, okay, we could do this. We actually we can compete. With the Warriors, if they have an injury, which now they have two, but it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's nice to see us play that level of ball. I know you can't sustain that over an entire season. Um, just get a little bit more. If we could be a little bit more consistent uh, with our role guys. I love T-Ferg. I think he's going to pop back up. But uh, if our role guys just get a little bit better, I think we're good. Um, Got to be consistent. Yeah. Um, very inconsistent. We can talk about the role players. Steven Adams is a big point of conversation this summer oh, based off his salary number um, and what position he plays. Not even his talent, just what position he plays and how much he's making. Oh. Um, let's talk about Russell, though. Russell was – he is the focus of this team. He's The, the driving force might be overstating because he's not the best player. But he's the center focus of what everyone talks he's about. He's the heart. What everyone talks about the Thunder. What do you think from Russell this year? Shooting was bad. He averaged a triple-double. How much do you weigh that? Okay, so I'm totally on the camp of if triple-doubles were that easy, go get it. Like, go get a triple-double. Like, no one else tries to. And they say the level of success doesn't, me- like, measure with Russell when he gets triple-doubles. That's not true. Like, we win a lot more games where he tr- gets triple-doubles than not. So I'm not going to go out here and say that he's stat-padding. If he's stat padding and we're winning, I don't care. I don't care. So uh, I, lo- I love Russell. Um, man, it, it was a rough season. He could not find a shot. Just let him walk to the free throw line or to the, <laughs> the half court line when he shoots free throws. I guarantee you he shoots 85%. But I, it's it's disappointing. Um, one, so, so somebody I know was telling me that he got the, he got the opportunity to sit courtside and it was right before playoffs started. So I don't know if this was the whole year, but he, Russell has knee problems. Um, and he said that he could not extend his right leg all the way out. It, like it, it wouldn't, it would just lock and like catch before. I think that has to do something uh, the, with a shot. If you can't fully, I mean, he's not getting up as enough. Uh, or he, he, his shot, his jump shot would be he jumps five feet out of the air. And then 
hangs there for three seconds and then hits it from the it's i don't know it i don't even want to talk about it anymore <laughs> it's a bummer it's a, it is a big time bummer um yeah he had a pretty disappointing season but i love him yeah uh talents there he made the all he made the third team all nba yesterday which again third season's average triple double only that's only happened four times he's three of them all those yeah, jeez no uh his shooting was abysmal Bad. uh i don't know what your thought is the conclusion I came to is the three-point shooting thing. He just needs to not take as many, but that's not... I'm not worried about him ever being a 40% three-point shooter. I just don't know if that's ever going to come, and I don't know if that's necessary. The free-throw thing that you touched on, though... He got hit free-throws. That was... That was tough. I don't know. I mean, for a majority of the year, he was below 65%, which is worse than DeAndre Jordan, which is was worse than Steven for a while, and then Steven just went off a cliff after the <laughs> All-Star break. But, I mean... He was awful from the free throw line. And I think that led to him not being confident going to the rim because he didn't want to get fouled because he didn't want to shoot the free throws. And that kind of changed his game. Uh, that's where that jump shot became so much... He became so much more reliant on his jump shot because he didn't want to get to the rim but didn't want to shoot free throws because he wasn't making them. Mm. So Russell's next chapter, I think that has to be the, the point of concern going into going into the summer is get his, get his free throws fixed, get his mid-range jump shot fixed where he can hit it on the pull-up because that's what won in the MVP. The twelve footer, yeah, seriously, that absolutely won him the MVP, and then it was it's just been absent for two years. Those two things need to get fixed. And I think Russell kind of kind of fixes himself, but that's not the only point of conversation with Russell. Now I know on which side of the fence I'm at on this because I'm a part of that argument. Russell's debacle with the media, everything that he did, the distraction he was off the floor, some of that caused by the Thunder media, some of it caused by himself. As a Thunder fan, when you're watching that happen. What, where, where are you sitting? Where are you viewing? How do you take that in? What are your thoughts on Russell and that whole process? Man. Um, because Russell is so much more than just a basketball player. It's not like Drew Holiday. Like when you talk about Drew Holiday, you talk about, oh man, he's a great three-point shooter, he plays defense. Sometimes he turns the ball over. But Russell, you're like, yeah, yeah he's a great player. He also seems to be kind of a douche sometimes. <laughs> it's That's always been Russell, though. Right? Like... It's not like he's evolved into this like nightmare with the media. I and I get it. Like, don't. I'm not Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't. I don't love that he goes at the media the way he does. Uh, there are some questions from. I mean, from Trammel mostly. He just does not like Trammel. But yeah. there are some questions from him that I'm like, why are you even asking that question? Like, it's a dumb question. So, I don't know. I think he's. It's got to evolve. I, You've, I've, I'm, a, I'm only a fan. You've been on the other side of it. I've heard that media members say that, like, in front of the cameras and, and like, when they're asking him questions, he's, yeah, he could be a D-bag, but, but, like, behind the scenes, like, that's just how he is. Like, he's not, like, a jerk, personally, to you off the court. Is that is that true? Like, give me some insight on your side, because I don't think you should treat him poorly. I don't think you should treat anybody poorly. Um, but that's just who Russell is, and I... Yeah, just tell me. I want to hear more of your insight because you actually have yeah. stuff well, to say about that from being on the other side of it, not being a fan. People on my side need to have the realization it. at some point that it's not our opinion that matters. It's really what you think. Yeah. Um, but here are the two things that I took away from that whole situation. One, at some point... You're talking about next question, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the next question stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was... Okay, it was funny... I thought it was funny for like the first time he did it, like the one time he did it right off the get-go. Well, the next for, question for well over a for, year, for a while. But 
and then it just got old. Like, they got I old. think there but is keep going. Yeah. So the next question stuff in the Barry Trimble, they've been going on forever, and nobody been talking about it. Yeah. It became a story because the team was struggling. They were playing really poorly, and he was the center, the epicenter of yeah. some of their struggles. And in that moment, they were expecting him to be the leader of the team. And not saying we, the national narrative, people watching in Ohio who don't keep up with him every day, don't see press conferences every day, are used to leaders in that moment answering questions. Or at least faking answering questions. I would I would rather I'm I'm interrupting you here, but as you're going on that, I am more inclined I might be in the minority here. I'm more inclined to like it when a player is like that in themselves than to give the ter- like the, the stereotypical Oh well, you know we just got to get out there. We got to play better. We got to like sure. Okay. Yeah, we know you got to play better. So I don't like the fluff. I I like the authenticity, but I think it's it's old. Like you don't have to be. It's like when you say like, I'm not I'm not a jerk. I'm just honest. I'm like no, you're a jerk. Yeah, that's something a that's jerk what says. It kind of, it's, yeah, it's some totally a jerk says, and that's kind of how it felt at the end of the year. But keep going. I interrupted you. I'm sorry, no, but fine. I had to say that. Um, and. Again, it had been going on for a long time, and if you notice, the media weren't really talking about it at that at any point in the year. It was only when the team really, really, really was struggling. Yeah. And, they, I mean, after that all-star break, I mean, they were one of the worst teams in the league, and they had the yeah. highest payroll. Like, those two things shouldn't correlate. <laughs> um, and that's when a leader... Steps up, is, yeah. ...is supposed to be a leader. And I'm not saying he needs to say anything profound, so... The struggle starts happening. He continues not to answer a question. Now the national media get a hold of it. And now mm-hmm. it's on The Jump. It's on ESPN. It's on Fox Sports. Yes, I know. That is the point where I think Russell has to say, okay, okay, okay. Now this is all becoming about me. I'm adding to the problem. And whether I think it's fair or not, I probably need to cut it out so that we can just get focused, being back to focus. Because then the national people start coming in. And now, not only is Russell Westbrook having to answer questions about the next question stuff, Stephen Adams is, Jeremy Grant is, Paul George is, Billy Donovan is, Sam Presti. So now all these guys are also having to, and now the story's not about the team. Yeah. It's about Russell. And I think that was everyone's overall point is, at what point does a leader say, whether I'm right or wrong, I might need to put this to the side for a little while and not be a distraction for the team. I get That's that. my first point. Is I just, I just... He just needed to set that aside. And I, I don't think... If he just hates Barry Trammell, first off, Barry, out of everyone in the media, the nicest guy. So, I, I am I ten times hysterical. more of a douchebag than Barry is. <laughs> Barry asked the most softball of softball questions and just just gives Russell every opportunity. I, I will say, I have nothing against Barry Trammell. Nothing. I I, I was when I was I paused when I was saying that name. Like, I don't know if I want to name drop him, but it, again, it doesn't matter because um, I don't have anything bad to say about Barry Trammell. I I will say Barry Trammell when it started getting national attention started asking worse questions that only fueled Russell's next questions. So I. I'm not saying like, was he I'm asking not saying worse Barry, questions because of the national interview, or was he asking worse questions because the team was playing poorly, therefore having to ask harder questions? You get softball, I don't think it was harder though. I don't think he was asking you hard ask questions. You ask you ask easier, vaguer questions when you're winning. Yeah. No, I the agree. questions are a lot tougher when you're losing. What was Barry supposed to do there? So again, if he wasn't, and I, we don't need we, this yeah. is a whole six month thing. 
if he wants the next question to Barry Trammell till he dies, I mean, I, I say yeah. Russell, not Barry. I hope Barry lives a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fine. But at what point do you say, okay, this probably isn't worth it anymore because now this is a distraction to the team? And Russell, yeah. and Russell never found that point. Because even in the playoffs, he was doing, oh, that's a good question. I'll have to think about that. Which is fine. It was different. <laughs> it was different. But then Man. apparently that was enough for Sam Presti to commend him for changing. No, he was doing the same stuff. He was just answering it differently. But it, more positive. That though. was a little was bit more of a positive. It was more positive. It was you more positive. That was just that nice was tough one. for me. It's just now you're being a distraction. We're not making you the distraction. You're the distraction. It okay, so it here in in Russell's defense. A lot of the if you ask the players about Russell Westbrook, and it might just be the answers I was telling you about, like the stereotypical, you're not going to say what you really feel to the media kind of a thing. Right. I, this could be the reason why this happens, but he, you all ask him, even, he's always been that way. Russell's always been that way with the media. He's gotten worse. He's gotten worse. He's gotten worse. And... But like that saying, doesn't affect. I met, yeah. and he's like, "Well, <laughs> yes, you've always been doing drugs, but you did get worse over time." I so I. He has gotten worse. It it's been more prevalent, and maybe it's just because he does have a huge spotlight on him with now with the media. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that because I have no weight in that conversation. But you ask the players about Russ, and they love him. Yeah, they love him. Yeah, and they know that he does that. And it, it, so as much as it seems from our point of view as a distraction to the team, I don't know if it bothers the team as much as we think it does. I mean, Paul George in his exit interview basically said, yeah, I really wish Russell would answer those questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure they're not like wanting to rail on Russell or throw him under the bus or anything like that, but I'm sure they're not going to say anything. But I'm sure on some level they're like, yeah, could you really cut it out? Like, I, Not for your benefit, but for mine. I'm sick yeah. of answering questions about this. I would I would get in so in the in with what you're saying there if I was a team in Russell Westbrook I I would probably get annoyed with it it wouldn't affect how I looked at the guy so I think that's probably where it's at you, just answer the questions even if it's like two two words right not next question two words and but. here's what I and you made a point about he seems to be a great guy off the court and he absolutely is he does more charity work than anybody in the Thunder organization yeah. right now he spends more time with the kids he that whole story about him and Terrence early in the year when Terrence was struggling was great yeah. Go watch interviews of other players. Like, Jeremy Grant gives you nothing. Like, that guy, I don't know if he's answered a question since he's been in the NBA. He just, like, just says nothing. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, six words, and it's I love him. It's just vague, and it's nonsense. And it's fine. No one rails on Jeremy Grant. Russell is tough behind the cameras, too. And I'll tell you, if, yeah. if he wasn't, there would be a lot of media members coming into to his defense. And the fact that even the people who disagree with the narrative don't feel the need to come defend him, that should probably tell you something about him. That he's yeah. not easy to deal with when the cameras are on or off. Yeah. I, he's tough all the time. Like, at the end of the day, we're all there just to ask questions. We know it's a tough job. I think us going in the locker room while they still have towels on is, like, just ridiculous. Like, let's give these guys a minute to be compressed. Space, yeah. I fully, I fully am behind all that thought process. Yeah, you can't, the, but when the you're asking the day, questions, like right after you lose in the, in the playoffs, you're like, how do you feel right now? It's a, we, yeah, well, we're pulling these guys straight off the court. We're throwing them in a hot yeah. shower, and then we're bringing them ass. So I understand all that. <laughs> but he is really tough. And I really believe if he wasn't yeah, – let me just – I'll put it this way. Did you see a single media member come to his defense? 
A single one. Because I'm not going to be that guy. No. No. But... You don't think he, there's not one media member he has a great relationship with that would come to his defense if none of that was true? Or if even vaguely untrue? Probably. What does that tell you? He's a little tough, man. He's tough. He's... And if that's his thing, that's his thing. I think but it's his thing. When I... you get railed for it, though, because it's costing your team wins or it's a distraction. Maybe it's not costing the wins. That's a stretch. Yeah. When it's, when it's a distraction outside of the team and you're getting railed for it, don't be shocked. <laughs> yeah. That'd be like if Michael Jordan was suddenly shocked that all the stories about him going to Vegas came out. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you were doing it. The only thing with Michael Jordan going to Vegas is he still won championships, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, Russell... Can you imagine they would have lost in the finals and then everyone hears the story about Michael Jordan going to Vegas before game six? That'd be brutal. But they didn't, so... But, right. but I get what you're saying. Russell, if you're listening to this He's awesome not. podcast, well, let's, let's, let's get this podcast to him. You have no idea who I am. <laughs> I... I love you, man. You are awesome. You don't have to be nice to the media, but just maybe answer a few questions nicely to, uh, for my man Chisholm over here. Yeah. That's all I ask. That's hey, all I ask. If he needs a media member on his side, I got it. That's, that's all I ask. I'll defend him to the grave. No, I, I think, honestly, I think that's I think it's just who he is. I think it's who he is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, if you ask fans, fans are... Partially because of the whole Durant debacle, which we don't need to talk about, but it's be, it's because he's here, man. Like he oh, can yeah. do whatever he wants. He gets a hall pass with the fans. We don't care. Like we don't care. Like the media crucifies him, and the fans don't care. Most majority of the fans. I know some people that can't stand Russell, but I, I'm like, d- dude. I, I I will I love Russell. I'll defend him. There are a lot of kinks in the armor right now, but he'll adjust. I mean, he I think he did. I think one thing that Russell did extremely well this year was adjust. He started to adjust his play, even if it was this much. He adjusted. Like he was always known as the guy who wouldn't adjust, right. and he adjusted, and and it it looked really good. So, um, I don't know. We get we kept we kept Paul George because of Russell. Absolutely. Or maybe because the NBA said you can't go to the Lakers because of the ring. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to believe that he stayed because of Russell. I think him and Paul George actually have an authentic friendship. And um, I, they're still, we're, we still got a good core. And Russell is the heart of the team. No one else on that team at least shows it like Russell does. No matter all the controversy that surrounds him, that dude, it's, everybody says it, but he plays hard. Every game. Every game. And for that, as a fan, I can look past the little petty stuff because the dude just grinds. Every game. When no one else seems to be doing it. Last year in the playoffs against the Jazz, we were toast. We still lost. But we were toast in that game. What, game five? Was it game five when we came back from like yeah. 30? Yeah. That's Russ! It was Russ! Like, I mean, he's... Uh, I love him. But, yeah, we can, we can go on to the next topic. But I... Little little changes, little changes. He needs some big changes. Yeah, maybe needs some big changes. Maybe a big change. <laughs> uh, Billy Donovan, oh, Lord. not the heart and soul of the team. Uh, he is the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's not the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He is. He's a coach at the Thunder. He is a coach at the Thunder. He's a coach at the Thunder. Um. Yeah. No. He is the head coach. I. I know where you're going with this. I'm not a huge Billy guy. I. I bet he's super. I bet he's great. Um, we're about to probably give him. Did we give him an extension? Did we already do that? 
give him an extension now. Okay, so we haven't done that yet. He's got one more year on his contract. I assume he's either going to get an extension. He's going to get an extension this summer. He oh, has my to. gosh. It's... <sighs> that's, how that's, that's how you feel? Is this I... how you feel? The the thing got you is, the Western Conference Finals a few years ago. Kevin Durant made the absolute best oh adjustments my. in a playoff series I've seen in a long time. In his canter playing against San Antonio was great. Playing Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, and all of them against Golden State was great. If he doesn't get a couple of bad breaks, he at least makes the finals. Now these past two years, a little bit more up in the air. I think. I think that. Hold on. Trying to think of good words here. Think before I speak. If you I think can- Billy Donovan is better than any candidate out there, outside of Monty Williams, who he's not a candidate, who is not a candidate anymore. So yeah, you got to keep him. But it- you're not one of those people who think like they should hire Mark Jackson, right? If you think if anyone out there who thinks the Thunder should hire Mark Jackson, just take seven seconds and go Google. The, the, what the Golden State players said about Mark Jackson after they fired him, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we don't want Mark Jackson." I'm gonna expose myself here. Um, we had a conversation like a month ago where I was like, "What do you think about Mark Jackson?" And you told me that I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not on the. Mark Go read some of the stuff train. that Clay Thompson and Draymond Green said about Mark Jackson after he got canned. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. But, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not even a Kerr guy, so I. I think he, Kerr runs a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, I we're talking about the Warriors now, which is just I don't care. But like Billy Donovan, we just don't have we don't have anybody out there that's better. We don't, so we're stuck with them. And the unfortunate thing of the matter is, we're going to give him an extension. We're going to keep giving him second chances. I know that you he did great in the playoffs, his first year or second year. First year was this first year? Yeah, Kevin Durant was still here. Second year was against uh, Houston. James Houston. Harden. Okay, so so this is gonna be his fourth season. This yeah. will be his fourth season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. No, this is gonna be his fifth. It's gonna be his fifth. Yeah, one year with Kevin Durant. Because this Houston, be three in a row. Jazz. Yeah, and you're then right, this year against right. Blazers. You're right. Golly, I. I don't know. I don't. Billy Donovan. I don't think he is that great of a coach. I don't think there's a lot of great coaches out there. And also, to anybody saying we need a coach. That's going to contain Russell Westbrook and control him. That coach does not exist. I agree with you. Full, Unless it's his father. If we hire Russell Westbrook Senior. If we hire his dad, that's the only person. And no disrespect to Russell's dad, I don't think he should be coaching an NBA team. But or Nina, I think Nina could get him under control. Nina probably could. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I Billy's bad man. He's. I don't. I'm not a Billy fan. I'm not. I think so. you hit the nail on the head, though, is there's not a lot of really great coaches. We don't have – there's no Where one. there's like, oh, well, that guy adds wins to a team. No, there's not. I mean, we're not going to go Mr. – I think if you get an average NBA coach, if at any point you have the chance to upgrade, you should upgrade. But if you have an average NBA just coach, keep him. It, you just keep him yeah. and just let, let the fact that he's been there a long time actually start to matter. Not for like emotional reasons, but for the fact that Russell have, will now have run the same offense for four years in a row. Yeah. Like, let that matter. Or the fact that the defensive schemes have been the same with Andre Robertson for four years in a row. Let that matter. You know what I mean? Is he ever coming back? Is he gonna? Is Andre Robertson gonna come back? Oh, he's gonna play basketball again. Now, is your question: Is he gonna play for the Thunder? <laughs> or is he gonna play basketball again? I basketball. He's gonna play basketball. Okay, good. 
Yeah. Miss yeah. you, Andre. He, uh, at least he said that in his exit interview. He's, he's expected to be fully healthy by training camp. Well, I, I can tell you For that I've never had a foot more in my mouth than saying, I mean, I missed Andre. I missed you, Andre, a lot this season. I missed you a lot. We want you back, please. Um, no, I, yeah, you just, you're not going to go waste. I, I'm not, I'm also not in the process of you keep a coach for two years and you, you ditch him. That's hasn't, um, I mean, it hasn't it worked, just makes no sense. Hasn't worked for Orlando. It doesn't There's make any sense. A thousand examples of why you don't do that. No. And it, and that almost transcends sports. Like, like you don't, in the NFL, you don't keep, that's another thing with the NFL, like firing a dude after one year. Like, okay, what, what was that for? Right. Because everybody wants a Sean McVay and that's just not going to work. Well, Igor Kakuska at Phoenix didn't even make it a full year. <laughs> You didn't even make I, a calendar year. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know any coaches overseas other than, well, Rick Pitino's no longer David overseas. David Blatt. Yeah, David Blatt and Rick Pitino. Um, I, 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 do think, I do think that Billy's a player's coach. I think he's too much of one, though. I think that's... Oh, did it Schroeder said that? Was it? Yes, no, that's exactly. Like, have a little bit of a backbone. Like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? If you get onto a player, you're the head coach. They should know that. Might again might cause media controversy because there might be a back and forth on the sideline. But who cares? It's spo- like it's sports, right? That happens. I um, Mike Budenholzer, who I think is actually one of the best coaches in the league. He's one of those guys who would be an upgrade. Uh, Milwaukee was playing a game recently, and Eric Bledsoe has just been poop for a week. Eric Bledsoe has been bad. And Eric Bledsoe, vague outside chance of making the all-star team in the East. He got a big contract extension this summer. He made the first team all defense. He's he's not a nobody. No. Eric Bledsoe, in a playoff game, played 20 minutes as a starting point guard because Budenholzer benched him. I cannot imagine a situation where Billy Donovan does that to Paul George or Russell Westbrook. No way. So I, I don't know. I think his hands no are way. He showed a willingness to bench Steven Adams, which I thought was impossible. I made fun of them all year for, not, <laughs> for just insisting oh, on playing Steven in the fourth quarter when he's it made no the best. sense. I love Steve. Oh, I do too. But like, there's some you games got, where I'm like, you Steven, bench him. You, you you do, bench him. he doesn't need to be out there. No. Um, but they insisted on playing him all year. And then in the playoffs, they adjusted. They did. So I, they're willing to sit Steven. They've sat Andre in the past. So, Everyone, he, Billy feels totally comfortable having full reign over everyone on that team. Dennis Schroeder, who, whenever he got traded here, said he was guaranteed 30 minutes a game. He went through a month where he's averaging 21. Yeah. So, like, he has the full reign of the locker room. Except two guys. Except two guys. But Even here. Paul. I don't know if Paul would freak out. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't be happy, but I don't think he would cause a big scene. Yeah. It, and just, just for the record here, we had... And I might again. I might be in the minority on this part, but as as a Thunder fan since they've been here, we had Scott Brooks before. He's a freaking idiot who could not draw up a play to save his life ever. How we? In, well, we went to the finals. With the finals, Scott Brooks. I don't care. We didn't. We we that team was so talented, so talented. Three future like, MVPs. Anybody talk about that? Reggie Jackson was on that team. It wasn't getting minutes. Well, I, Scott Brooks was so bad. And if you if you have an issue with it, look at the Wizards right now. The, not to mention Washington D.C. outside the Capitals has the most dysfunctional sports organizations 
Maybe outside your Chicago Bulls. Hey, 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 but, hey. We did not need to go that Why did you go that way? But, dude, Scott, we, I do think Billy's an upgrade from Scott Brooks. I do. I really do because he can he can draw plays. He is really good at adjusting. This, I remember his first couple seasons. I'm like, why are we playing these people so much? But it's like he's a mad scientist, and he gets all these people in these rotations. So when playoffs come around, he knows how to plug in people and when to plug them in situations. So I do think he's good at that point. I don't. I think he, he just he, he needs to get a little bit harder. Can I tell you? As far as Billy goes, I agree with you. He's a mad scientist. I think he's his his reins or his control have been kind of cut short a little bit because he was all How over so? the place his first year, and then we got to the playoffs. I mean, he was a lunatic. He was, like, but it was great. Oh, it worked, and he was a lunatic. But the, these past two years, these big adjustments. My examples <laughs> gets Houston three years ago. I, since Christmas, was, I was saying they need to play Victor Oladipo basically as their back, backup oh point guard. Oh my gosh, I know. They did that the very last game. I, I know. That makes I know. no sense. Okay, the next year against Utah, Carmelo Anthony did not need to be playing closing minutes for them, and Jeremy Grant was playing way better. They did not do that to the last two games against Utah. First three games, they played it straight. For, played four, first four I games, I agree. Sorry. They played it straight. That's not the Billy I saw that first year in either one of those. This year. Steven Adams was getting his behind <laughs> just destroyed by Ennis Cantor and by all the, and, you know, Zach Collins and Myers Leonard and all these guys from Portland. And the very last game is the only game that he benches Steven. Uh, last two games, he benches Steven in the fourth quarter. Again, I think that first year, Billy, he makes those adjustments. Game two. Not game five and game six. I, I don't know this for a fact. Maybe he's a little bit more gun shy. I'm not entirely sure. But the clever adjustments that he was made known for his first year yeah. still have been coming. They've just been coming really late. It's like the, it's like the, the the Hail Mary pass. Like, well, this was this should have been three games ago. So I'm I'm kind. I see what you're saying because you are right. You are you're totally right. What I equate it to is like you're an 18 year old. You go to the casino for the first time ever, and you win big. You win big. And so you just do even more crazy stuff because you're like, oh, this is this is awesome. This is how I do it. And then you lose a ton of money and you get gun shy. And you're like, you start saying this yourself on everything. On everything. And so I think it worked that first that first round or uh, first, I mean, I guess three rounds. That first year that he was in the playoffs, it everybody was like, he's an idiot during the regular season, and then he's a genius in the in the postseason. Absolutely. And I don't think we lose because of Billy Donovan against Golden State. We lose because we just collapse down the stretch. Um, but he tried it again the next year, and I think that he did have really crazy adjustments in that, that first series. Against he, Portland? No, 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 no. Uh, this is the year right after against Houston. Okay. Um, I do think that he was still doing that. I agree with you on the Victor Oladipo front. Because that made no sense. But he was still doing a bunch of stuff like that, and it made – it didn't work against Houston. We got we just got destroyed. Um, right, No one expected us to get out of the first round that, that year either. So I'm not going to harp on him too much on that, but it's like it didn't work and we got beat so bad against a much better Houston team. I mean, that was Russell Westbrook versus the Rockets. 
and he got gun shy. And so he does all these cra- We played Nader for 18 to 20 minutes. I could be way off on my numbers there. It seems like he's in regular season. Game. Yeah, he's averaging about six during the regular game. season, and we don't play him at all in the playoffs, which is fine because I don't think he should have been playing in the playoffs. So I'm not. A, this isn't an attack on Billy. I'm just saying, like, all what what were all these rotations for? If three of your players that played all the time in the regular season don't play at all, you know, I I don't know. He's it's like it's almost got like out of hand and. He's just. I think he just second guesses himself way too much. Uh, it also doesn't help that he's been quote unquote on the hot seat. So maybe that's right. what's taming him a little bit. Maybe uh, because he doesn't want to make a huge mistake, like rotationally speaking. So I, I don't know. I I think it's not a huge Billy guy. Not a huge Billy. Guy. That's that's moral of the story. Not a huge Billy guy. I um, I think he's the best we have. So I'm just gonna have to suck it up. I hope he proves me wrong. I said we'd never win one with Scott Brooks, and we didn't. So I was right. I just want to make that known. <laughs> Put that on the um, record. I, I don't I, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Billy Donovan. Um, if a great coach comes up on the market next year, I would love it, but we're probably going to sign him to an extension, and then it's going to be another bad contract that Sam Presti does. I, here's a question for you, Chisholm. Do you think that Sam Presti, because of the Paul George move – and the three draft picks about a decade ago, that that dude does not get the criticism. Not that I think we should criticize Presti, because I do think he is also a mad genius. But can he get over his obsession with six foot seven athletic <laughs> defenders who can't shoot? Like he can't find a shooter. He can't. He can't get over this stereotype of player that he loves. Like, I think we give him too much slack. Do you agree with that? I'm not saying we fire him, but I'm like, hold him a little accountable. Yeah, so my big knock on Presti is that he's always two years behind. He (laughs) he has this awful habit. He trades for Kendrick Perkins, puts Kendrick Perkins on this massive extension because he's worried about Andrew Bynum. But we got Nate Robinson, though. At the time, if you look, Boston had just won a title with Kevin Garnett playing center. And then yep. followed up by the Miami Heat winning titles with Chris Bosh playing center. Yep. Uh, maybe you should look forward. Maybe I don't need someone to stop Andrew Bynum. Um, <laughs> so he's he, he's late to the party there. So now he's going to go that direction. And it, now shooting is so valuable, but he's still trying to get these six, seven athletic guys. He 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 pivots too late. And I've been saying that for a long time. Um, that's his biggest his yeah. biggest weakness. He just doesn't see where the league is going. I he, think he just tries short term. He doesn't look big. He doesn't look down the road. Which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and I think I, I'm it's worried. Like short ter- short term fixes. I'm worried. I and I don't know this for a fact, but my opinion is the league going forward from here is it's going to be a lot less about how many top twenty guys you have on your roster, and a lot more about how many top fifty guys you have on your roster. Agreed. Death. So I'm worried he might be cashing in people like Hamu Diallo or Deontay Burton or Terrence Ferguson or Andre Robertson. Say they're shopping him. No, no, no. I'm saying they might cash those guys in oh, and take a okay. big swing at somebody, and all of a sudden they're going to have three guys and nobody on the bench. And if that happens, that's very 2015. Oh, man. I, so that look is at what Toronto. Look at Milwaukee. Look at how they're built. They're built with they – have, they both have transcendent superstars. If they had another one, they'd be happy. But overall, it was we're not going to cash in all of our chips to get one guy. We <laughs> want as many bites at the apple in a game. So you look at Mike Budenholzer – he throws out Irsan Ilyasova out there. Okay, 
Il Silva's not hitting threes. I'm pulling him out and putting him in Miritich. Okay, he's not hitting threes. I'm pulling him out and putting him in Brockton. He has like seven cracks in every game to find a guy who has a hot hand. Yeah, no, and we and we we just don't have shooters, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't have hot hands. I mean, Schroeder's was a Schroeder was a great pickup. In my for opinion. the dead corpse of Carmelo Anthony, yes. Like I mean that oh for the, absolutely um I love him I love Schroeder um, he loves not being in Atlanta I don't know if he loves Oklahoma City but he loves not yeah, being he in Atlanta love Oklahoma City that's okay I we he have just, he thanks Sam Presti like six times this season for not being in Atlanta hey anywhere is better than which they got Trey Young now which that dude blew my mind how good he was I, yeah no I think there's a lot of people who criticize Sam Presti. I yeah I think a lot he, of media members I don't know about fans but media I, members criticize Sam Presti yeah I I really do love Sam Presti I do think he is awesome at what he does I just think he gets these blockbuster deals and it overshadows all these little things that go wrong with what he's doing find a shooter yeah he tried find he tried not well we, okay so we tr- the James Harden not to bring this up because it's a sore spot in every Thunder fans heart the James Harden trade you get Jeremy Lamb and Kevin Martin and the Stephen Adams pick the Stephen Adams pick turned Arenas. out to be good uh, Al- yes yeah, and Alex Arenas but you finally get a finally get a shooter Kevin Martin finally and you keep him for a year it's true that is a statistical fact. Uh, it's, it's, it's not crazy. In Preston's defense, Kevin Martin was out of the league in three years. But have him be like Ray Allen when Ray Allen. I mean, he's not Ray Allen. Don't don't. Did you just call Kevin Martin. Ray no, Allen? they're not. They're not even the same league. He's like the C class version of Ray Allen. But Kevin Martin's good enough to stand in the corner while Durant and Westbrook draw everything and hit open shots. Like he's that. He's good enough to do that. Yeah, I've had someone tell me before that Kevin Martin really hated Oklahoma City. I, I so, mean, join the bandwagon, what I was man. T- what like, I that's was, all the NBA players. I what feel. I was told is they could have thrown just about any number, and he was still going to bounce. Okay, well that that's reassuring. That and that's not as much as a pressy mark. But as a fan, I was like, how are we not keeping him on just a, a one more a one year deal, like you know, or right. two year, three year player option? I I don't know. I just that was wild. I mean, it, we consistently draft. Guys who are unbelievably athletic, which Hami is awesome. I love Diallo. I do think he's a really good defender, and you can build out. Like, he could be like a Jeremy Grant where you can build an outside game with him. I don't think he's lost. He's 19 years old. And um, T-Ferg just turned 21 a couple days ago. And T-Ferg. So I I do think we are getting to the point where here in two years, it doesn't really help us with the clock with Russell's knees, but um, I do think we're getting to the point where we're actually – we're going to be pretty deep here in a couple of years with young players. We just need to get a shooter, a pure shooter. Like that's all you do. I don't care about defense. We have a bunch of athletic guys who can defend the wing now. Mm-hmm. Get someone who just can shoot. Who cares? Yeah. St- make him a ghost. Stick him on somebody who just doesn't. I mean, isn't going to impact you offensively on the other side, and just have him score eighteen quick points off the bench. I mean, it sounds easier in theory, but right. Please get a shooter. Okay. Please, right. Presty. We're almost at the end here. So I'm going to have you play armchair GM for just a couple seconds. Oh, yeah. You're now Sam Presti. Oh, you have this God. whole summer in front of you. Don't tell me they're going to trade Russell Westbrook for Mike Conley or something crazy like that. <laughs> realistic expectations for the summer. What would be your goals? What would you try to accomplish? All those things. What Going forward for this team, what are the transactions you want to see between now and August? There's not a lot, unfortunately. 
I mean... $38 million over the cap. They have the highest payroll going into next season as of right now. I told you that I would love to get Billy Donovan out of there, but it's not going to happen. So, um... They have the 21st pick. What kind of a player are you So, I think... I've seen a lot of this Tyler Harrow kid from from Kentucky, the 6'7 shooter. Yeah. Love it. Get him. But what's going to happen is what happens every year is he's going to get picked, like, two picks before us. So... Well, there's been a... Uh, and there's no one else. It, it, this is the draft of forwards and centers. They're everywhere. And I know we're thinking about working out the Texas Tech kid, but... Uh, so what I would do, I mean, I, who do you go get? Uh, get? Can you pull up a list of free agents here? I mean, your 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 dad had a great take with... Uh, what, what was it? D'Angelo? D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell. Um, obviously would not fit in our offense at all, but, uh, he's going to get paid. Let me, I'm free agency is going to be tough because they don't have a whole lot of cap space. So yeah, free agency, there's just not a lot you can do five or $6 million with a mid-level exception. That's about it. Um, and and who do we have, who do we have available to resign? Do we have any, like, do we have restricted free agents or anything? No. Nerland's? He's not a restricted free agent. He's unrestricted. So he's unrestricted. Yeah. I would try to get him back. As well as Markeith Morris. I assume he's an Don't care. That. Don't care about Markeith Morris. Patrick Patterson opted into his player option. I know. Um, I would go after Noel. I think I think Noel was good. He played really good this year, though, so he's probably going to get more than what we can give him, uh, unfortunately. There's... Yeah. Uh, going into next year on your team, you have Russell Westbrook at thirty-eight million dollars, Paul George at thirty-three million dollars, Stephen Pocket Adams change. at twenty-six million, yeah. Dennis Schroeder at five and a half, Andre Robertson at almost eleven. I was about to say Jeremy Grant at nine and a half, Patrick Patterson at five and a half, Jeez. Terrence Ferguson at two and a half. Uh, like I said, Nerlens Noel is going to be gone. Abdul Nader at one and a half. What? What is? Hamid Diallo at one and a half. And Raymond Felton already said he's going to resign. I, I don't know if the Ray. Thunder have a choice in Let's that. Let's go, Ray! He said he was going to resign. Yes! So I don't know if... No, I, absolutely. He did the move that he should have done. That's As Sam Presti, the first thing I'm doing is I'm giving that guy... I'm giving him a blank check. I'm giving Raymond Felton a blank check. I love him. I love Ray Felton. I so. also like... Deontay Burton is also going to be... I love Deontay Burton, too. So I would love be, to see him play more. He's going to be somewhere like the million, maybe. Million yeah, he's going to be... He'll, he's cheap. So you said we have 38 mil... This summer? You're over the cap 38. Over the, okay. I was about to be like, what am I missing there? Yeah, 38 mil over the cap. I, Highest payroll going into next year. I, I, I would not do this, so I'm kind of cheating in the game of the arm, Cheer arm, GM. armchair GM. Um, one thing that you could look into doing, just the way that the NBA is trending, is maybe I'm thinking out loud here, so this could be an awful idea. Maybe you re-sign... You try to re-sign Nerlens for maybe like that ten. You might be stealing my idea. Let's we'll see where 10, you go. That ten to fifteen ish. Okay, but that might even be too much. But you re-sign Nerlens. Um, I think Nerlens gonna get you, somewhere between six and twelve. Yeah, I I bet he gets higher and goes to some junk team. But I think you re-sign. Um, you re-sign Nerlens. Just the way the NBA is trending, and you. I hate to say it. He's m- my favorite player. I think you shop Steve. That's exactly what I said to do. Sign you Nerland, sh- you shop, shop Steve. Steve. Get a get maybe a higher draft pick and a shooter, or or just, I mean, add to depth, build around, um, build around P 
PG and Russ these last, I mean, not that they're old, but Russell's going to have to develop a game like Dwayne Wade where his knees kind of got shot and had to start remodeling his whole game. Right. So, um, man, I, I hate to say that. I love Steve, but maybe you shop him, get rid of that 24 mil, you get a draft pick out of it, so you have another crack. You give Presti something that he is really good at, and I think that's drafting. Um, you give him a chance to draft somebody and get another role player, save money, build around that. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's about the only thing you can do. And Adams I he is good. I love Adams, but that dude is just he's – just, he's wearing air casts on both of his ankles. Like, he's a big man. Huge I know guy. he's only twenty. What twenty four? But no, he's me 25? and him are the same age. We're twenty six. Oh, he's twenty six. He's born okay. like three days after me. That's awesome. Happy birthday to you too. Me, him, and Chance the Rapper are all within a week of each other. January, the same year, April. I thought you, I thought no. Chance was January, baby. No, he didn't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, Steve, and Chance. I was going to say, hey, I'm a January baby. Um, no, you, you you cut him out and get somebody smaller. Uh, I so about Chance the Rapper still or is about Stephen Adams? Uh, yeah, not Chance. I would, <laughs> okay, gotcha. uh, would love for Chance the Rapper to come play for the Thunder, be entertainment. But I I think that unfortunately the way I see this going with Steve is we fall into this thing where we love him so much, and I, I he is my favorite player. I wish he'd stay here his whole career, not for twenty four mil a year, but. He's just gonna. He's so heavy, like just because he's a big dude. And so injuries he's large? don't do well. He's a large guy. He is large. So I, I see you clicking over here. Yeah, I am clicking. Uh, here's my thought with Stephen Adams. There is nowhere that I think that makes a ton of sense for him. Uh, I'm just gonna rattle through teams that don't need a center: Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Indiana, Brooklyn, Orlando, Detroit, Jeez. Miami. Atlanta, Chicago. You didn't say Brooklyn. Brooklyn would take anybody. That's they have Jared th- Allen, though. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Let's just trade straight up for those There's two. a lot of really good young centers in the league right now, so I think it's harder to trade Steven. So the only thing I can make sense is if they trade Steven for an equally bad contract but just at a different position. Um, so what team doesn't have centers right now that have bad contract as well? The Lakers. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, my thought was the Charlotte Hornets. And so I thought maybe they would trade because Nick Batum is dead. He's a corpse. Maybe they swap Nick Batum for Steven Adams. I would hate that. No, Nick Batum's on my Mount Rushmore of loved players. Uh, Nick Batum basically has the exact same contract that Steven Adams has. So it expires at the same point. It's about the same <sighs> amount of money. You're just swapping a position. You don't center. Tra- do you, don't, you do not trade. Okay, I would rather... I'm going to die on the hill that I want Stephen Adams here the rest of his career. If that's the case, you're not trading Stephen Adams for Nick Batum. No. Well, then I don't know what to tell you, boss. Well, then, then as armchair GM, I'm just going to sit back and uh, try to figure out a way to get Tyler Harrow. <laughs> that's all I can do. But there's just not a lot of teams that make sense to be trading for a middle age, not middle age, middle of his career. A little overpaid center. Just the the Lakers suck, man. It's, Trade him there and give us KCP. He's he's equally as bad, but I'll take him. It, that, his contract's got to be awful. Well, it's only a one year deal. So is he a free agent? He's a free agent. I love how. Don't you dare say you're. I feel KCP like he in. is always on the radar for the Thunder. So 
it, it sucks that Jokic is as good as he is because I would I think Denver has Denver or Boston are probably the two Ah Boston You think they would take Steve? Get out Horford. He's got a player option going into next year. That's what okay. So he's gonna but be could a, Al he, Horford not play the four? Oh yeah, I mean he started at four and they started Aaron Baines. I would take I would take Adams over Baines. Yeah, here's the huge difference. And they're trying to get rid of a bunch of their young guys. Aaron Baines is making three million dollars. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, no, you're no, right. Twenty six next year. Yeah. Um Jeez. I don't think I think Boston is heady enough to not want to tie up their cap space with the center. Yeah, no, you're probably right. They're about to lose a lot of it. They're about to lose a lot of it. I think if basically if you're a Thunder fan out there trying to come up with a Steve O trade, I just think you need There's to look one. around the league and look for teams that have really terrible contracts. And figure out which terrible contract you like more than Steven Adams' contract. Yeah, I don't even really want to trade Steve. I just think it's that's the only thing you could do, really, because it's such a big contract. It's kind of a position that's not dying, because I do think the center's going to come back. Oh, I don't think but it's, it's dying. evolving. There's a lot of young good centers, though. Yeah, but it, you I mean, look Steven at Steven Adams is the fifth best center in his division. Not the conference, his division. I know. So go. So look, if you look at centers around the league, not to go off on a tangent here. You have the ones who are the, the the Jared Allens, the Rudy Gobert's, who are just rim protectors. Right. Miles rim, Turner. Mile, just rim protectors. And then you have this new branch of kind of like, I mean, Joel Embiid, who's big body, can kind of shoot. Jokic. Jokic, who's getting triple doubles. Watch out, Russ. Yep. He's coming for you. <laughs> I... And then there's Adams, who just really isn't, other than his little hook, like, I don't know what he does that makes him stand out, you know? I mean, I think he's a brute. I think he bruises people down there, the Steven Adams effect. But that doesn't help us when they're, unless it's a back-to-back against us. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, he might wear somebody out when they play against him, but we're not playing against him the next time, so it doesn't matter. We're helping out other teams with that theory, so. Right. Yeah, no, I think the Stephen M's trade is uh, is a tough one. It's a tough one. Presty, get a shooter. That's all you got to do, man. Just get a shooter, and that's all I do as armchair GM. I'm also doing this because I assume that no one has told you. Oh gosh, but there is a uh, a player who the Thunder have rumored to already promise to draft. If it's Bull Bull, it's I'm, not. It's I'm not Bull walking Bull. out of here. It's Matthijs Thibel. No. Who was the starting small forward next to Markel Fultz last year? He won the Pac-12 Player of the Year two years in a row. Pac-12, sorry, Defensive Player of What's the Year. What's his name? No, we're drafting another Roberson. Uh, he stands at six foot five. He has a seven foot wingspan. Oh my! What? It, it, yes, no. That's who we're drafting. He shot twenty nine percent from the three point line. Last that year. I I will guarantee you right now that is who the Thunder is going to draft. Matis Matis Thibel. Yeah, let's go draft Josh Wastis, Houston, however you say his name. Now, Brady, who is uh, the other person who's normally on this podcast, yeah. swears up and down that Matthias Steibel is going to be a good player and has a lot of upside potential. 29% from three. Uh, he shot 0-5 in his very last game from three. 29% from three. To his credit, though, he was hoisting him. What is he? Does he have a like, crazy mid-range? Well, I'm, not, I'm saying he was shooting threes a lot. He shot a lot of threes. He averaged four attempts per game. So shoots a lot of threes, shoots 29% from the field. Russell Westbrook. Well. 
Oh man, if that's the case, if we're drafting another Russell Westbrook, that's the spin zone that Prescott. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'll let you believe what you want. Dude, six five, seven foot wingspan, small forward. Is that what you said? Six uh, foot small five. Forward, he, he played small forward with Markel Fultz. He played shooting guard last year. Let me see this dude. Yeah, so that, that's who I would has, expect at twenty one. Yeah, he, he screams thunder. You know what? He's probably going to be available at like the forty second pick in the draft. No, I mean he's he's a guy. I mean that's about the range he's expected to be taken. So there you go, there you go. That's what you get to look for, Matus Thibel. No. Um, Brady Trantham actually has a story going up soon about Thibel on uh, thefranchiseok.com. So make sure you take that out. Uh, this is actually one of our longer podcasts. Normally we only go about a half hour. I talk a lot. I'm but sorry. Me and Chase had a good time. No, man, yeah. I, I was pumped. <laughs> I was pumped uh, that you you agreed to do it with me. I knew you'd have fun for sure. Oh, so yeah. hopefully this is good for you guys as well. Uh, happy Memorial Day out there if you're listening to this on a boat. Ooh. Give me a shout-out on the boat. I love boats. I'm very pro-boat. <laughs> a big boat guy. A big boat guy. Big boat guys here. Um, I actually had to cancel my Memorial Day plans because all the lakes are flooded. So I'm having to adjust, which is not good. Yeah. Um, so hopefully everyone is uh, having a good Memorial Day. But we will catch you on the next time. I think on Wednesday it's going to be Madison and Brady who will be back from vacation. So make sure you do that. Uh, like, review, subscribe, all that great stuff in the podcast. We appreciate it. And as well as watch out for the new announcements with the Franchise OK. We have some other podcasts coming your way. Hopefully that stuff will be out and going soon. So uh, keep it locked right here on the uh, OKCA2 podcast for thefranchiseok.com. 